folks. Welcome to the Seven Figure Network Podcast. Today, I am so excited because I actually get to interview somebody I know. It never works out this way. It's so funny. I get to meet so many amazing people in this industry, but Danielle and I actually grew up in the same town. Super cool. She is married to one of my best buddies growing up. So it's really amazing that not only do I get to talk to a friend on this interview, but somebody who's made it to the top of the company and is truly leading the path in health products that's going to blow you guys away. I'm not going to ruin it. You guys know that I don't tell the people stories because I never do it as good as they do. So first and foremost, Danielle Mioli, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you coming on. I'm thrilled to be on. Thank you so much. So again, I'm not going to tell your story. I want you to. So do me a favor and just tell me what got you into the industry in the first place? Uh, the 08 crash in a nutshell. Um, I was uh, I owned a gym back then in, in Guilford where we grew up. I owned a, a franchise gym with my ex-husband. We owned a construction company. I had a small beauty business. Uh, so we owned three small businesses, but the main being our construction company, boutique style uh, for the shoreline of Connecticut. And when the 08 crash hit, we literally almost went belly up. Uh, we were fighting to keep our um, contractors that we hired. We were fighting to keep food on their table and not just ours. So it was a real struggle. Once that crash hit, everything came to a, a halt. Imagine being all commission based in your house. Plus I was getting my real estate license like six months earlier thinking, all right, you know, I can, I can do something with the market, right? It's, it's all in the family. And little did I know, worst time to get involved uh, in real estate back then. But that was how I, that was my turning point for getting into network marketing. I was a big heck no to everyone who's ever prospected me over the years. And when the 08 crash hit, our good friends who were also our accountants and still are to this day, told us about a company and an opportunity that was very young, an 18 month old company in wellness and said, Danielle, you're super dynamic. You could crush this. And their, their invite was, it could be your golden ticket to bring in some income. And I was like, Oh, you know, rolled the eyes. I, mean, I love them and they're awesome human beings and we respect them. Thankfully their credibility did matter, you know, in this, and it does matter when you speak to people, but we just, we tabled it for a week. And then my ex-husband who was my husband at the time looked at me and said, maybe it could keep our cars on the road. Maybe it could put some food in the house Maybe it could just be a side thing. And I'm like, I have enough to juggle with kids and, you know, working several businesses. Like the last thing I wanted to do was take anything else on. But quite frankly, thank God that happened to us. Thank God we literally went into foreclosure and we're 750,000 in debt because I wouldn't be where I am today. And um, I wouldn't be living literally a dream life because all I had with me was my hustle and my heart at that point. And I had rock bottom. And so that's what got me into the industry. And what was, you said you were in health and fitness the first time, a health and wellness company? It was a health and wellness company that was 18 months old. They're no longer in business, mm -hmm. um, but I was there for four years and um, I didn't know anything about anything. I was ignorance on fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just knew that people would possibly see what I saw. So I knew I would get some yeses. This was before Facebook, before mm -hmm. I was on social media. Um, it was basically 2011, April of 2011. I ended up breaking the company record fastest to diamond in all four countries in eight weeks. The record was 16 weeks. I was not trying to break it now. I did not care. I just didn't want my house to be auctioned off. So I wasn't, I was literally, you know, Jim Rohn says, uh, inspiration or desperation are the two reasons, two reasons why people make massive change. I was desperate 
But I was also inspired because someone told me about getting into companies before they hit momentum and catching them Mm -hmm. on their way up. And I thought, well, if there's anything that's going to compress time for us and help us dig out of this hole fast would be me running with this because I was excited about the products they were selling and the science behind it. But I knew I wasn't going to sell science. What I was selling was the dream of extra income or selling health and improvement in what people could be purchasing for their health. And so that's all I shared with people was my excitement, my confidence in myself as a team leader. And I think people smelled my like desire and passion because when I spoke with everyone, I was like, listen, I'm okay if you tell me no. I'm just telling you I'm taking this to the top. And if you were thinking about doing a side business, you might want to join me. (laughs) And it worked because I was being authentic and I was ignorance on fire. I didn't know anything about network marketing. And by the end of that first year, I was at like 8,000 a month steadily. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, that was like life-changing money. Mm -hmm. And to make six figures a year from it part-time while still digging out of a massive hole and dealing with creditors. And it was like magical. I'd be on stage and people would think, this girl's crushing it. And then I'd go home and I had this whole other life of where am I going to take this 8,000 when I'm 750,000 in debt? It's like putting a drop of water on a massive fire. But I stayed the course because I saw that it worked and I saw that it gave me flexibility and the ability to help others while helping ourselves. And I just became very passionate about network marketing because it was this missing link for us, mm-hmm. you know? So that's how it happened. Yeah. You know, listening to your story, it, it almost makes me think about now. And the reason I'm saying that is because you were an entrepreneur, things went sideways, and you kept being an entrepreneur, even though you joined network marketing, you didn't become a quote unquote network marketer, you were just a driven entrepreneur that ran like a maniac. And are you seeing that today? And the, the reason I'm asking that is because, you know, the great resignation seems to be driving a lot of folks like that into our industry. You know, a lot of folks who've never been in network marketing before, um, who probably should have, you know, they've got a marketing background, they've got a sales background, you know, they've been highly successful in retail. Are, are you seeing that the new level of entrepreneurship is helping the growth of the industry right now? I do see that. And if you look at the Google trends and what's being searched, home-based businesses are still ranking in number one and two searches every month, month after month for the last few years, home-based business and how to make money from home or how to make money online mm-hmm. is booming. And some of it is, is listen, prior to the pandemic, you know, this big box retail was dying. Everybody was looking to shift to online incomes. Now it's becoming the hot new thing. And I'm like, boy, we were in it. We're the OGs. We were in it before it was cool. (laughs) We were in it when people still made fun of it. I don't get a lot of the, oh, you're doing network marketing. I don't get that because direct sales, AKA network marketing is everywhere now. Everyone wants to make money from their phone. So I don't get a lot of the objection of that. I see that people are like, which one should I do? Because there's a whole boatload of options out there. And you just have to find the one with the right timing, the right leadership that you resonate with. And then when you get in, you got to do the work, right? (laughs) Absolutely right. So let's talk about these last couple of years. I'm not going to get negative. I'm not going to talk about a lot of lockdown stuff because you know me, I'm a positive guy. I want to keep everybody (laughs) smiling, but I I would like to ask you personally, what have you done with your team over the last two years to keep that growth phase going? And the reason I ask is because, you know, some companies did this, a lot of companies did this, and a lot of companies did that. And I know you've done great personally. I know your company's done really well. So what's been your quote unquote secret over these last couple of years to get through this? One word, you got to pivot. 
we pivoted. Um, I didn't just pivot as an individual. Our company made a um, proactive decision to pivot the minute we saw the lockdowns hitting and we all masterminded together as a family, even though um, it was difficult to stop seeing each other in person and not be on a stage or not hug people after a nice event or bonding with people. We learned to pivot and adapt. And this is a world right now that requires us to adapt in an enormous uh, fashion in a way sometimes it's overwhelming to all of us. Um, I'm still not fully adapted to being home as much as I am. I'm very extroverted as you and I are. Mm -hmm. um, I don't love um, being home 97% of my week. Mm -hmm. However, I have learned that I never have to leave my house to build a business. And right now I'm in our, our group is in nine countries all through, through this type. I do WeChat, I do Zoom. Um, I take advantage and so do so many people around the world of the technologies that we're blessed with in order to help us build businesses and help one another to spread the word about things that we are passionate about that we, you know, get, we monetize, we're monetized for. Yeah. So I just get paid to tell the whole world right from my phone, you know, about great products that um, are available to them that they may not know about. And so we've pivoted, but mm -hmm. the companies who haven't, and they, they, they're diehards to uh, coffee uh, meetings and belly to bellies, they're not understanding or they're trying to do um, events and hotels. It's just not, conducive right now to fast accelerated growth. And you know, the slower you are, the more painful the, the build is. And you know, this business loves fast and loves speed. Absolutely right. yeah. So I do it fast and I hit as many people as I can in a very welcoming, welcoming way, very authentically. And if they mm -hmm. like what they see, we do business and we discuss how to, what level of business we're going to do, whether it's products or, or, or join the team. Uh, but we do it right through our phones and we learn to adapt or die. And that's what you got to do. It's amazing how few people have adapted. I mean, you you and I were using Skype when it was new. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people didn't even know yeah. what teleconferencing was. Yeah. Now it seems like you know everybody in the world's got a, a Zoom account. Skype doesn't even right. exist anymore. But hey, let's let's go a little bit more into international because I know that you guys are working really hard on international expansion. And every company or every company, every country has been very different. You yes. know, Australia, nightmare, Canada, nightmare. Um, I mean, it's just been so many things. So what have you guys done specifically to keep your international growth expanding and not just sort of going? Rrr. So Australia and New Zealand did. We NFR those, which is opened as a not for resale market mm -hmm. over a year ago for both. And right when we opened, we saw growth and teams and excitement. And I was up late at night doing meetings for everyone in Australia and New Zealand. I was super excited. And then boom, their lockdowns became stricter than literally anything I had seen except for Canada. And slowly those teams died off, sadly. I mean, we're still in communication with a lot of them, but they're really suffering right now. So to answer your question, one is, is our company, and this is important when you choose a company, you choose a company that has the ability to scale and is in, in that is debt free that, you know, and those are, those are hard to find and you better do your due diligence um, because we have the ability in our company to scale into multiple markets. And we are now in, like I said, nine countries. We're about to open Malaysia, uh, Singapore, the European Union, and several others. But we've been working double time to open markets that prior to the pandemic took half the time, right? Mm. So delays, there's concerns, there's issues. 
just because of COVID and some of it's just the typical paperwork, governmental stuff. What I definitely have noticed is that for us, Asia, because our products are youth and health and wellness based, and Asia is where we're doing incredible sales. So we're in Hong Kong, Taiwan, um, China just opened, Japan. And I did see a slowdown in the US and Canada when this all hit, but it's so weird. I still haven't been able to pin down a pattern. I'm super analytical and maybe you can offer some insight to those listening. But for us, all we can say is, is it's a being such a different culture in Asia. Um, I know they're going through the hell we are too, Mm -hmm. but they, they just find a way to, I mean, their work ethics are insane. I mean, they make me feel lazy and I consider Mm -hmm. myself to be a workhorse and Mm -hmm. they just make it happen. So I am very grateful and blessed for our incredible Asian groups. Um, we have 65, last I checked 65 diamonds, just in two country, two of those countries, just incredible. Yeah. So that's what I'm seeing is that Asia is still booming and growing really rapidly. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand has slowed down tremendously. Canada, they're, they're on fire, but again, lots of delays and issues there, especially mm-hmm. with shipping. And the US, um, we hit momentum twice and we're going back into it. It, it tends to do this, but it's okay. Part of the business, right? I mean, it ebbs and flows. You mm-hmm. just go where you know it's hot and you diversify your markets so that you don't rely on one market. I'm always asking my people, who do you know in China? Who do you know in Japan? Who do you know here in the U.S. who knows people that have strong ties? Those are the questions you should be asking as a network marketer if you would like to see your business expand. I didn't have to fly to any of those countries. And you know, out of almost half a million people in our organization, we have like Two thirds are in Asia. It's incredible. It's wild. That. Yeah, sharing, it's really sharing that's very powerful because everybody thinks, "Oh, I got to fly to Japan." I got. Oh, wow. and congratulations on Singapore, by the way. Singapore. Oh, I can't wait. Awesome market. Yeah, awesome you market. don't awesome have, people. and you have to speak it out too. You have to believe that you can expand there. And all I do is work with translators. I never thought I, I, an Italian Greek girl <laughs> who who can use plenty of words, I literally have to go. So if you were the translator and I have a group, I had 127 people who couldn't speak English the other night, right? From multiple Asian countries. And they're asking me questions, right? The translator in English. Then someone else has to translate what he asked me. And then I have to do my answer, but break it into chunks and still make it powerful. And one day I realized like, this is fun. This is exciting. I'm talking to people I would have never talked to before. We're all getting healthier. We're all feeling good. We're all building businesses together. We're across the world from each other, 13 hours apart. And yet you're making friends. I freaking, I love hanging out with these people and they get excited. And, you know, we just, we all cheer and we have no idea what each other is saying, but (laughs) we're just, we're, we're making friends all over the world and having a blast. So. That's great. I'm so happy for you guys. Hey, you know, you, you talked about the fact that you had an issue, obviously, with Australia. You know, how has retention in America been affected? Let's let's get back to the domestic market for a minute. We so we have a very unique situation that happened in our company. We exploded out of the gates. That's very rare. Um, we did 65 million in our first year and we ran out of product and almost the, the company almost imploded. You can actually scale too fast. A lot of people know that. But if you don't know that, it's actually dangerous to grow too fast, especially if you don't have we had no infrastructure. We had we didn't have a legal department. We had two people in the shipping department, and yet we were getting tens of thousands of orders a month. We didn't have enough product in and we didn't even have a manufacturer who could keep up. So we had a very unusual launch. 
Um, year two, we did 124 million, which is double, right? Mm-hmm. But in the middle of the first year of the pandemic, we did 272 million. Why? Because we pivoted. So, you know, it's been it's been wild to see, but I am I'm all about like just do whatever you can um to share your story because it's what the, it's the story that sells. I don't sell. I never want my people to sell. I share the story of how I'm down to two dress sizes on one of our, well, two of our products that I've been using. My husband's using the same products, losing weight, putting on muscle. So I teach people, if you work on yourself and your story, and then you learn to share it in, a, in an authentic way, people will be attracted. So we're doing a lot of like sharing of stories, but our company did not, we didn't have the typical launch. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're seeing, to, to fully answer your question, now we're seeing like last year, we did feel the effects of the pandemic, even though we did probably anywhere from 150 to 200 million, we did see some rollback because rightfully so, there are people who literally have nowhere to live, who've lost their jobs. Last thing they're going to do is be able to do a side business when they don't even have a main income. So we did see that. And I think overall, even though we're seeing an influx of people who want to do what we do, Mm -hmm. we're still seeing the people that people have this mindset of panic yeah. And I tell people, you can't build a business in panic. I built it with, yes, I was very passionate and very um, desperate, but you can't be panicked. You have to be postured and you have to be focused. And so I tell people, don't come in if you're panicked. Go do something that is like where you're working in a restaurant, get your stable check, even if it's only a couple hundred a week to stabilize you. And then over time, we could build something of real value. If you come into network marketing thinking you're going to make a fortune overnight, it's not realistic. Can you over time, you know, this make something very significant? Sure. But get yourself settled first into something that gives you that that peace of mind to, you know, put gas in the car and then join something that doesn't have a lot of overhead and focus on building that because that, like Jim Rohn said, work on your fortune part-time because over time you can replace what you're doing, but you have to be patient. You have to understand that it can take sometimes two to three years to build something of huge value, but 24 to 36 months is a drop in the bucket compared to staying broke. In my mind, that's what I tell people. But I never want someone coming in thinking that we're going to solve their problem with them overnight. It really is. You have to educate them on what's realistic so that they don't get discouraged because discouragement is the number one reason people quit. That's a great point. Yeah. So let's talk about the family aspect now because being so involved, growing so fast, (laughs) being the driving force behind this company and seeing this massive growth, I'm sure, and again, you know, we both have kids. We obviously know each other very well. You know, how have you been able to balance out this massive growth and time involvement and still keep everything working in the house? Well, yeah, I had a lot going on. I had, uh, you know, trying to merge two families at the same time that this was exploding, introducing my kids to his kids and trying to blend a family, um, re was since he's my high school sweetheart, relearning each other, reconnecting, um, hearing, you know, it's, so there was that going on at the same time. So if you can have what I had going on, which is, you know, um, the devastation of divorce after 15 years and then reuniting. And then at the same time, joining um, literally before we reconnected, joined the company I'm in now and did not see like this massive growth happening and it just exploded. So my life was like 
what the heck is going on? And so, yes, it took a, a bit to um, get organized. Uh, two things that I always teach people that I, and if you're not a good time management person, it's such a good skill to learn. Mm-hmm. to write things down and schedule it out. I literally schedule my whole day and I schedule my week out, my months out. And if things don't get done, I move them to the appropriate day that week that I think I can get it done, but it keeps me productive so that I can cook for my family. I can have time to go for walks. Like tonight, we're right after this, we're going in the gym. It's scheduled in. We don't let ourselves get out of that schedule often. Yeah, everyone needs a mental health day, but if you want this business to really grow and you've got to schedule time to build your business, but you can build it around your life, that's one of the most phenomenal things. So one is time management and two is gratitude. If I knew how powerful gratitude was, if someone had taught me in school or as a kid how important and powerful gratitude was, I probably would be farther along than I am today by far gratitude and staying in a place of, I'm so grateful that I have the ability to work from home. I have the chance to um, be in my sweats right now, go upstairs and work out, then go cook a kick butt dinner, have enough money to finally buy nice, good steaks and good chicken. And like, I didn't have that life. So I'm perpetually in the place of gratitude. Doesn't mean I don't have bad days. Doesn't mean I don't get, as my kids say, salty. Um, But I do. But I do try to like shift my perspective so that on a day where I'm overwhelmed because I'll maybe have meetings in the morning and then I have people late at night in other countries, mm-hmm. I always say to myself, thank you, God. And thank you for this entire, not just God for what he's providing, but for the ability to do this kind of business, mm-hmm. because not everyone's blessed to make a ton of money yearly and still have the freedom to do pretty much what I want when I want. If I want to sleep in. I do. It's not, it's rare, but I do. If I want to take the day off and go on vacation, I'm still making money. And so I always try to keep it in my mind. And that's what a lot of people don't understand early on in network marketing. When you're building a direct selling business, you better be really good while you're working your full-time job, you're raising your kids or you're, you know, you're hanging out with your grandkids and you've got the gym and you've got groceries and you've got to pay bills and you've got maybe some debt that's stressing you out. If you don't learn to build it into your schedule to build your business and you don't stay consistent, you will never attain the income that does set you free. You got to keep that at the forefront of your mind. I want time freedom, time freedom. You can't get more time. You can get more money, but time is precious. And this is the only industry I know that compresses time, doesn't give you a glass ceiling, allows you to be limitless. And as long as you have the right mindset and some hustle, and you have good time management skills, I promise you, you can do epic things in a short period of time. I just have to manage multiple kids, birthdays, dogs, cats, you know, it's, it's insane. And I love every minute of it because listen, I never want to go back. It's hard to be broke. And it's, and it's actually hard to build a business and have a lot of responsibilities when you're doing really well, but I'll choose the not being broke any day. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Having also gone through losing everything, as, as you as you probably know, I lost my gym in 2008 as well. Very ironic. We literally went through the same thing. Horrible time. Didn't know how we we're going to feed our kids. But until you feel that bottom, you cannot appreciate the top. And that's something I really want everybody to understand because because they just listen to you. But I know you and I know you're speaking from your heart until you feel that pain of loss. You cannot understand how amazing it is to be on top. Oh, it's bittersweet, though. Um I love 
where we're at. And I know we can do bigger, better things for people all over the world. And we have huge dreams and goals, but it's bittersweet because when you're on your way up, and many of you listening have encountered this, you'll have the naysayers, the dream stealers, the people in your family who tell you you're a joke, who laugh at you at Christmas dinner. How's that stupid MLM doing? Oh, you're not in one of those, are you? You have to encounter and endure a lot. I did. And uh, it's funny. Today, I don't get as much of that because of where I'm at, but I get a lot of haters. And I know almost every top earner I know, it is difficult. The judgment that comes on you because you made it, but I'll tell you, I always say to myself, I understand now. I don't, I'm not one of those, oh, haters fuel me. It just doesn't bother me anymore, Mel, because at first I was hurt. I was like, don't they know that like I, I really blood, sweat and teared this like that. I, I did this didn't fall in my lap. You would think, you know, like a lot of people would cheer you on. You really find out, though, at the bottom who your friends are. And you certainly find out at the top mm-hmm. who your friends are. And uh, by no means am I saying I'm, I'm angry at anyone. I really do live in a state of forgiveness. But I've still had some people recently pass judgment just based on my income. And I'm like, you guys, you have no idea what it took, because if you think we're just eating bonbons and we don't, we didn't, we didn't like bleed for this. And I know now it's easy when you really think about it, it's, it's, we're irritating and we're making that those people feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's because they want more or they need to get out of their own way. And and it makes people uncomfortable sometimes when you're Mm -hmm. successful. So I encourage everyone who's listening or watching that if you're, if you're getting that now at, cause you're doing well, Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got it when you were on your way up and no one believed in you. You're always going to encounter the naysayers, the dream stealers, the critical people, but you're going to be surrounded by a lot of beautiful people and you're going to get to do a lot of beautiful, blessed things for others as you achieve your dreams and your financial goals. So don't let that stuff stop you from doing epic things because there's nothing greater than some of the things we get. We don't talk about it publicly, but we've been able to pay for funerals for people who, you know, had no money. We've been able to help people with cars that were, you know, or losing their, their homes. Like that's the stuff that lights me and Scott up. We just, we love it. And we, we always say, people don't know that about us. So of course they're going to, they see the nice cars, the nice, they have no idea. Go do you don't worry about, don't worry (laughs) about the people who chirp. I I get, I still sleep at night, you know, (laughs) I still go to sleep and I still smile as I fall asleep because I've learned not to let it bother me. Yeah. Love it. So let's move on to the new passion, which anybody who can see the sign behind you knows (laughs) that you're launching a new podcast. I want you to tell the world about it. Let's, let's hear about your newest passion. It's coming out soon. It's called Rewired to Win. It's not published yet or out there, but um, lots of the episodes are done. It was not something that I was looking to do. It wasn't on my list of of goals. I just had a bunch of people chirp in my ear. They're like, every time I try to find your trainings, Danielle, I have to search for them and go through different Facebook pages. And like, I had all these archived and there was no place where they lived and breathed. I never had my own website. I'm just, that's not, I'm not that girl. Mm -hmm. And someone said to me a year ago, you need a, a Danielle Mioli site. I want all your trainings there. It's really difficult for us as your teammates. Um, and as your upcoming leaders. And I thought, okay, I'll just hire someone to do a website and we'll just upload everything there. And then he was like, 
you need to do a podcast. You're a, you're a motivational speaker. And I said, Oh, really? Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to use a microphone. Right. Like this, I didn't, I don't know how to use the cameras, the lights, like <laughs> all of this. I am technologically challenged. And last year we were able to put this entire studio. This used to be a wine room in my house, <laughs> but we weren't stocking it with wine because we're on a fitness kick. So we ripped it apart. We, and we actually have, that's a lighted sign. It looks amazing. And I've learned how to record myself, upload things. If I can do it at 47, anybody can. And it's all about mindset for me. I want to train people on how to overcome, how to start their life over and how to have supernatural acceleration faster than they could have imagined, how to get rid of the weeds in their brain and get the right thoughts and start speaking like a champion. Because when they do, they see beautiful things start to happen in their lives. And once people realize renewal of the mind and thought that your thoughts matter and that thoughts are things, oh, it is epic to see what they start to achieve. So that's kind of just the essence of the podcast is get your mind right and manifest amazing stuff because you're either putting in good or putting in bad into your subconscious mind. And you're either whatever you're putting in is what's coming out. So whatever you're thinking on today is what's going to be here tomorrow. And so far, so good. I'm really, thank you. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. So, hey, uh, before I ask you the last question, I know a lot of folks don't end up reading the show notes. They might be watching this on their phone, um, but they've certainly enjoyed what you're doing and they've heard that you've launched an amazing company. So do me a favor. What is the best way for folks to contact you? Um, couple ways they can, it, it's going to be rewired, uh, to win podcast.com will be one spot. Uh, that'll be live shortly. It's not live yet, but, um, right on Facebook is where most people reach out to me. They click follow and then they send me a message and it's just Danielle Mioli. There is no I in my name. A lot of people misspell my first name. So it's D-A-N-E-L-L-E and last name Mioli, M-E-O-L-I. And that's the mainstay of most of my social media. I don't do, you know, I'm not dancing on TikTok yet, uh, but <laughs> my kids want me to, but I'm good. And uh, I, have, I have an Instagram, the official, Dan it's called official Danielle Mioli. So Usually through social media, people reach out and I love it because I love to meet new people and hear their stories and, and just, you know, see what we can do to help them live their best life. Love it. Okay. Last question. This is the good one. I would love to hear your six month goal, personal, professional, whatever you want to share with the folks. Six month goal. Please. Um, we are working very hard to break half a million distributors. We're at 487,000 as of today. So um, I believe we can do that in 90 days, but at what we're tracking, we'd probably do it in five months. Mm -hmm. So my six month goal is to be at over, over half a million uh, customers and reps in hopefully 10 countries by then. And uh, that's my professional goal. Mm -hmm. uh, my second professional goal I want to throw in there is that there are several leaders that are up and coming that have been working very hard the last few years that I can, I'm going to literally cry tears of joy when they hit diamond. That's the rank in our company uh, that you have to bleed for. And there's a few uh, who are on their way and that I am supremely proud of. So to break some more diamonds here in the U S and Canada. And um, my six month goal is to be in a five, six again. Uh, we're going to Hawaii, as you know, and um, I'm excited for my my fitness journey and getting back into fighting shape and uh, and enjoying every moment of it because life is short, guys. So, you know, that's my goal. 
Amen. Love it. Danielle Mioli, thank you so much for being on. Again, it's, it's such a rare pleasure that I get to have both a friend and somebody in business on the same show. So it's just yes. so great. You know, talking to somebody that I actually got to grow up with is just amazing on here. But, you know, folks, uh, you got Danielle's contact information. Uh, you're also going to see her bio on the show notes. So if you want to get a hold of her, please contact Danielle. Um, good luck on your podcast. I can't wait until it comes out. I will definitely be a listener. And folks, we'll have fun. Have- Thank you. So So again, thanks so much for being on. And I just want you to enjoy your day. Thank you for being on the show because it's, they needed to hear some of the stuff that you spoke about. You got to really reveal some deep stuff about how you guys made it through a very difficult time and everybody needs that inspiration. So thanks again, Danielle. I really appreciate you being on today. Thank you for having me on and guys never settle, go after your best life. There's so many people around you to help you. And I'm grateful to be one of them. And thank you, Mel. It was such a pleasure to be on. And I love seeing what you guys, you and Conchetta have done. It's, it's pretty incredible. Thanks, Danielle. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you, thank you guys.